for exclusive behind-the-scenes content and early access to films, along with plenty of other great features, pledge just $4 today to our new Patreon page, patreon.com backslash below the yellow line. This episode of the Below the Yellow Line podcast is presented by Wicked Minis. Wicked Minis are great on soup, salad, or just as a handheld snack. They're available at Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and as always, at MoonlightMixes.com. They're taking the bland and the blah out of oyster crackers. Get your Wicked Minis today at MoonlightMixes.com. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. I uh, I initially was planning to host uh, our own version of the NASCAR Awards tonight, and uh, and then of course all the new TV media rights deal uh, details and announcement came out. We've been waiting for this for a good while because we know the teams have been wanting to restructure their uh, revenue deal with NASCAR. We we all know and uh, remember the the team owners boycotting the meeting earlier in the season. Was, it was kind of taken as a stance of, okay, we don't like where these conversations are headed. Now these conversations can get underway. And, oh, yeah, we also know where we can watch NASCAR now from 2025 to 2031. Uh, the Xfinity Series is going to the CW in 2025. We already know that. Uh, the Craftsman Truck Series will stay on Fox Sports. Uh, not sure if they're going to have any Fox races, but given how the Cup Series deal got shaken out, I bet you they won't have any races on Big Fox. Um, this deal, if you just look at the start of it, is, or sorry, if you just look at the middle of it, it's a solid deal, right? You get five races on TNT, who's back, and hopefully you will have a little bit better production value and quality than they did the last time they were back in, in the sport. Uh, you have Amazon Prime, who obviously, you know, I, it, is it kind of frustrating that we're going to have to pay? for another streaming service to watch NASCAR, another streaming service to watch this. Yes, okay, I get that. And especially for NASCAR's core fan base, but streaming is the future. Streaming is the future. And if, you know, NASCAR didn't see that, it's going to result in a massive blowdown line. So that is good. Five races on Prime, practice and qualifying on Prime. Uh, the TNT races are also going to be streamed on, I think, HBO Max and Bleacher Reports deal whatever that is, and they'll have practice and qualifying for the second half of the season. So the Clash, Daytona, and the All-Star Race are the only races where practice and qualifying will be seen on normal Fox. So you're going to have to go some different places to get practice and qualifying, going to have to go to some different places to get the races in the middle part of the season. That That's all well and good, right? Those 10 races, I think anyway, work out really well. Um, I'm excited to see what Prime can do. They've done a really solid job um, with Thursday night football. Um, they're willing to throw around money. They're willing, and, and NASCAR got $7.7 billion. That's billion with a capital B out of this deal between all these partners. Um, but Amazon Prime's not afraid to throw around some money. Uh, we all joke about Amazon taking over the world, and you're <laughs> closer. Um, but, but they're not afraid to throw around the cash and get some um, intellectual properties under their belt. 
They have the National Football League, and now they have what is arguably the biggest um, motorsport in America, one of the biggest in the world. I know F1 is probably taken over as the uh, biggest motorsport in the world now, um, but um, NASCAR is certainly up there in this country. And when you have, I, I believe, 140 million, I think is what I've seen the numbers, customers for Amazon Prime um, compared to, you know, three or four million people cutting the cord on cable every single year. And I know you can watch, um, you know, YouTube TV and, and get the USA, get your local Fox and, and whatever stations, but streaming is the future. And YouTube TV is a streaming service. Hulu and all these other services that still offer your local channels or that offer a sports package is a streaming service. They just still offer those cable channels. Um, and therein lies the frustrating part. Streaming is now top dog. Or maybe it's not top dog yet, but uh, it's it's growing um, at, at an incredible clip. It's growing at an insane rate right now. Cable is dying. It, it's I mean, it's not completely dead yet, but the fat lady is warming up to sing at Cable's funeral. And the most frustrating part of this is that when you look at the part of the deal that the incumbent partners here have, that's Fox Sports and NBC Sports, Fox has five races. On Big Fox. When they've had 16 races these past few years, I think they've had 10, 9, 10 on Big Fox, maybe up to 11 this year because they put Sonoma on Big Fox for the first time. Um, and then NBC, since they had the playoffs, they, they usually had the first four races of the playoffs, right, on cable. And then the last six are always on Big NBC. Maybe the, first, or the last five, six? I don't know how that math works out. Brain's a little fried. Um, and then you have a few, you have the regular season finale, usually Indianapolis, whether it's in its road course form or whether it's in its oval form, are usually on there as big NBC races, uh, what we refer to as big NBC races. That's usually about half the NBC schedule and probably just under two-thirds of the Fox schedule that are uh, on the big network partners. This time, you have 14, or sorry, you have 12 races on, wait, I think this is right. How many races you got on Fox? Um, okay, Fox and NBC each have 14. Okay, so the uh, Fox, I believe, still has the All-Star race. We don't know the 2025 schedule yet. So, I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's a big part of this. Uh, we don't know that 2025 schedule yet. But um, I assume that Fox wants the All-Star race. I assume that Fox wants the Coke 600 on Big Fox. Obviously, I think Daytona's forever safe of being put on a streaming service or um, a, a cable network, at least right now. The Clash, I don't know. I feel like they're going to want to put, because uh, so they're going to have five races on Big Fox. I assume they're going to want Daytona. I assume they're going to want Charlotte. I assume they're going to want Talladega. That's three. I assume they're probably going to want Atlanta or that second race of the season. That's four. They're not going to put the all-star race on, on uh, Fox because they all-star race isn't a priority for them anymore. So I don't know what that fifth one could be. It could be the Clash. It could be maybe the Easter weekend race at Richmond or wherever they choose to go there, Bristol. It, they could just want to do the first three races on Big Fox and then say, okay, then we're going to do Talladega. And then Charlotte towards, you know, that may be the last race, that stretch maybe. 
because I don't think they're going to have Sonoma anymore. Um, it's really interesting. And then the even more maddening part of it, and I'm not sure how much say um, these TV partners had or NASCAR had, but I think this is a really poor move. And I, NASCAR got the money. They got the bag. You know, they don't care. Okay, they're, they're not, I don't think they're crying about this. Four of the last 14 races of the NASCAR season will air on NBC for seven years. Four. Think about some of those really important races, you know, that we have in the last 14 races of the season. Regular season finale at Darlington, Southern 500. How about that can't ever miss it Daytona race? How about Indianapolis, the Brickyard 400? How about, I don't know, every single playoff race that determines the championship? How about Talladega, which is always a ratings draw, the Roval, which is a cutoff, Martinsville, which is a cutoff, the freaking championship? I would assume the championship is safe. I would assume Darlington or Daytona, whichever one is the regular season finale in 2025, because again, we don't have that schedule yet, whichever one is the regular season finale, I think the regular season finale gets one. I think Brickyard, I think the Indianapolis uh, race is going to get one no matter what, because it's Indy. That's three. You got one slot left. Do you give that to the first race of the playoffs to hype the whole playoffs up? Do you give that to the Charlotte Roval, which has usually been must-see TV? Do you give that to Talladega? Do you give that... Uh, do you give that to a race in the round of eight? Do you give it to Martinsville, the cutoff for the championship four? This is what you do when you shoot yourself in the foot. And aside from Daytona, guys, aside from Daytona, assuredly, probably eight or nine of the final ten races that make up the playoffs, the most important races of the year, will be on cable, which is a medium that is dead and dying quicker every single day. Some people would try to say cable's not completely dead. As somebody that switched from cable to a streaming service earlier this year with little to no hesitation and all the benefits, like, I don't know, unlimited DVR, stuff like that, it might be a second or two off your satellite stream, you know, because it's internet television. But streaming services like YouTube TV and Hulu and Amazon Prime in the future. Now, again, it is very frustrating to me that we're going to have to flip between six channels because you got Fox, FS1, NBC, and, and USA, and then uh, TNC and Prime. You're going to have to switch between six channels. That's an average, and it's not good. The math's not going to work out this way, but that is an average of a switch every six races. It's like we're back, or maybe not to the extreme. It's, it's almost like we're back in the late 1990s again, where. You have a race on TNN, you have a race on CBS, you have a race on TNT, you have a race on ESPN, you have a race on um, um, whatever. You know, you have a race. Like Kyle Petty, I think he said every channel but the, the shopping channels had a race on. And it's frustrating to me as somebody, as, as a member of the younger generation that is clearly moving towards streaming and the streaming medium, to see NASCAR blatantly ignore this issue when they claim they're trying to get a younger fan base. You know who will get a younger fan base in? 
putting your most important races of the season, excluding the 500, on a medium in streaming or on big network television that everybody in this country can watch with a pair of rabbit ears and a working, you know, sorry, a working digital television. That would help. Maybe just a little bit. Did you think of that? I I know. Look, I know, guys. Every race of the playoffs can be on NBC. But here's what I'm willing to do, and I know NASCAR won't do this. I'm willing to put the Brickyard on cable. I'm willing to put every single race leading up to the regular season finale on cable. I'm willing to put the first three, even four races of the playoffs on cable. But come those final five, six races, every single race needs to be on network television. How are you going to grow the sport? How are you going to drum up interest in a championship format that after this year, after the debacle on the truck race and and everything else, people are already more upset with this championship finale and this championship playoff system than ever. How are you going to drum up interest in that when maybe 30 to 40, maybe even half of the audience that you could have, because it's that drastic, people are cutting the cord that badly, when probably about 35 to 40% of the audience you could have won't see the race because they either don't have cable, don't care to have cable, can't have cable, can't afford cable, whatnot. How are you going to grow the sport when you have that many people missing out on a chance to watch the sport? And not only just to watch a random race, but a chance to watch a race that is either going to set the championship field or you know, end a guy's season. The championship race, I'm not worried about that one being put on cable. But when you have your second tier series, and I know not everybody knows about the CW channel like they do your local ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, PBS stations, but a lot of people still know about the CW channel. When you have your second tier series in the Xfinity series, it's going to have every single race broadcast on free-to-air network television, and you come out here and you put four of your final 14 events, your marquee events, on big NBC. What does that say to an audience that is cutting the cord? It's not like it says, we don't care. I think it's more like, we know, and we're refusing to look at the data. And what's even more maddening is that they did go to streaming here. They did go to streaming. They went to stream with whatever this, whatever this Bleacher Report thing is. Not anybody knows about that. I'll be honest, nobody knows or really cares, in my opinion, about the Bleacher Report, Go, whatever. More people know about HBO Max. Everybody ever you know that exists on this earth now knows about Amazon at the least, or you know, especially Amazon Prime. And Amazon, look, I'm happy about Amazon Prime. It's going to be frustrating to have to pay for something else to watch five races and practice qualifying the whole season, which that's a slick move by Amazon to uh, to make it where they're going to have practice and qualifying. Because when I heard about this, I said, okay, you know, five races, it's about, what, a month? Um, you know, maybe if you can finagle your way into getting one of those one or two week free trials and then it marks you for prime automatically you can maybe only have to pay for one month at the most two months of prime it's not horrible i think it's 15 dollars um a month uh for prime i i believe that's the right rate 14.99 instead and hey it's it's a business it's a business it's a business move and nascar definitely got some extra move off from it and amazon definitely shout out some more money for it it's a smooth move to get practice and qualifying for the first half of the year on amazon prime now i know they won't have it for daytona or the all-star race, 
or the Clash, which are three of the bigger, if not the three biggest events on the calendar, especially the Daytona 500, where everybody tunes into qualifying, everybody tunes into practice. But it's still a huge move. And I, you know, if, if it brings practice and qualifying back, like in a huge, like in a full way, right, where we have either single car, I'm fine of qualifying the way it is now. But if we have two, three practice sessions, if we have actually hours of practice and not 40 whole minutes like it is now, wouldn't that be nice to get back to a real full race weekend? Um, if it brings back practice, I'm for it. But it's the same thing of, okay, you know, to watch the race this weekend, say you're saying to a first-time viewer, a guy that watched the Daytona 500, love the Daytona 500, can't wait to watch Atlanta or whatever the second race of the season is, he goes to turn on Fox or F or probably FS1 to watch practice and qualify the next Friday, Saturday afternoon, there's nothing on. And he calls you up and he says, hey, hey, I'm trying to watch practice and qualify for this NASCAR Cup race. Why isn't there anything on FS1? And you say, oh, yeah, Amazon Prime has it. And your buddy goes, well, I don't got Amazon Prime. I don't want to get Amazon Prime to watch a practice session. It's another thing. Like, we're going to have to change the channel two, three times over in a weekend because we'll have to go. You know, if, if you're like me, and I understand if you're not like me, you don't watch all three series, but I cover all three series. So that's what I, you know, I watch every practice session, qualifying session race. I'll have to go, and I'm not complaining about my my job, my coverage. I love doing it for you guys, but it's just kind of frustrating in in what I do that I'll have to go from FS1 for truck coverage to uh, the CW for Xfinity coverage to Amazon Prime for cup practice and qualifying. Um, and, and, you know, back to FS1, back to CW for the respective races, and then um, to Big Fox or FS1 for the cup race. And then you go to the second half of the year. Now, what I do like about the second half of the year is that second half of the year qualifying and practice are on a cable network. And again, cable is dying and dead, but it is slightly easier just to switch the numbers on your remote or switch the whatever instead of going into a streaming service. True TV will have it for the second half of the year, but it's also going to be on HBO Max. And I think the Bleacher Report thing um, when NBC has it. But then still, you're going... For the truck, you know, in the playoffs in the most important time of year, they're asking you to switch the channel 24 bazillion more times. You're going from FS1 to truck coverage, the CW for Xfinity coverage. You're going over to, um, to True TV. You're going to HBO Max. You're going to Bleacher Report for cup practice and qualifying. And then you're going to NBC or USA or Peacock for the race. It's just so confusing. I mean, no. Not many people are going to be able to keep up with it. I'll try to keep up with it. Those me reading off the TV schedules in a couple of years are going to be more important than ever. And it is important to mention in case you've gotten swept up in all this. This doesn't start till 2025. It is a seven-year deal worth $7.7 billion, but it does not start next year. 2024 will be a normal year relatively in terms of television and, and where you can find races and practices and qualifying sessions. But seven years of that. And then we're going to restructure a deal. And, and what NASCAR normally does or what they've done recently is usually they go two deals in a row with the same partners. And Amazon Prime's just going to keep growing. Their growth is exponential. Um, I wouldn't doubt if they're at you know 250 million members by the time rolls around to renegotiate this deal in 2029, 2030 uh, to get ready for 2032 and beyond. But what NASCAR has done usually in the past 
is they have said, okay, we like this deal. We're going to keep doing it. So 2001 to 2006, right? That was the, um, the, uh, the deal where they had, I think, Fox and then Turner and then NBC. 2007, they still had Turner, but they split their summer stretch with ESPN. So it was different, but not that different. 2015, it's Fox and NBC all the way. And this, um, I think this, you know, this deal that I think it was, was it 20 or was it one, just one whole deal? I can't remember. But NASCAR is kind of done the same thing here. They said, okay, we're going to keep on Fox and NBC. We're going to bring in two new guys, one of which is familiar. TNT, Turner Sports is familiar to NASCAR. Now, uh, HBO Max and Amazon Prime and uh, um, what's that thing? Bleacher Report, Go or whatever it is. I, I honestly can't remember. I'll be honest. I, I don't remember at all what it is. Um, but, you know, they're new. And you wonder if NASCAR is going to keep that trend going. And go with the familiar face in 2032. If it's something like this, though, here here's how my ideal my ideal deal would have gone. I say 12 or 14. I think it's 14 for for Fox and um, NBC, and the 14 does include non-points events. So that the Clash, the All Star race, there included. So Fox gets 12 regular season races, which the Coke 600 might not actually fall on the Fox schedule. It's six where it is now. Uh, Prime might get that one, which would be very interesting. But um, they have 14. NBC has 14. NBC needs to have at the least, at the least, eight races on big NBC. Um I think you got to have the last four races of the year on there without question. Got to have the second Daytona race. Got to have the regular season finale. I think they're never going to let the Brickyard go. And then I think you can choose one more. Whether you want that to be Dega, whether you want that to be the Roval, whether you want that to be Atlanta, I think they got to have at least eight. I'm okay. I'm fine with the first four of the playoffs being on, um, being on cable because the first round of the playoffs – and in the second round, to an extent, are usually busy work when you're eliminating guys that aren't championship contenders. Um, it's still interesting to talk about, obviously, and talk about the cut line and whatnot, but for the most part, you're eliminating guys that don't have a real chance to win the championship. But it's when, I mean, this is what NBC is telling us. At least one race in the round of eight, the penultimate round of the playoffs, is going to be on cable. It's definitely, in my opinion, going to be two. Maybe all three. And then you're expecting people just to watch the next week on Big NBC for the championship. It's going to go great. going to go great. Can't wait to see these horrid ratings for that portion of the schedule. Anyway, I digress. Getting too negative. Um, but here, my ideal schedule would be probably eight races on NBC. I would say Fox, I can be a little more lenient with because towards the end of their stint, at least now, they start to get in that summer stretch where Every race still has a ton of important storylines. The playoffs are starting to heat up and whatnot, starting to get guys locked into the postseason. But um, some of those races, once you get around Gateway, Sonoma, kind of also start to feel like busy work, just races where the main contenders are locked in. You got a bunch of non-contenders fighting for the playoffs and whatnot. But I, I mean, I love every race, watch every race, and they're all still very important, huge. Um, 
but I would say probably the first five, at the least, the first five races of the season need to be on Big Fox. That's why I think they put the second race of the year on Fox as well. I think um, they'll they'll probably put Dega on there, and then probably I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see what they do. Um, but I think the first five at the least should be on Fox to drum up interest, get every single ad you can out there, especially in race five out the next week. Okay, we're switching to FS1 next week, switching to FS1. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting dynamic here with what they're going to do. We'll see what they do. I hope they make the right decision, whatever that is. I don't know it. Um, you do, you got to get your marquee events on the big networks. And... I, I don't know. I, that's just not what NASCAR is going to do here. Um, we'll see the viewership numbers from Prime. I expect them to be good. I expect them to get a boost over you know, what we have now. Um, yeah. The deal, it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's a two-headed, two-faced monster. You got the summer stretch that I really like, and then you got the Fox and NBC portions which make up, you know, 28 of the 38 weeks and races we have, you know, 70% or more of the schedule that are like, ugh, that deal kind of sucks. So, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a reason I'm not in NASCAR headquarters trying to fix it. You know, keep that in mind. Take all this with a grain of salt. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, this here to give my opinion. But I, I like, and getting back to my ideal, ideal deal real quick, and I'll finish up my thoughts on that, and then we'll leave. But, um, I love the Prime. I love the TNT stuff. But give me the first five of the year on Fox, preferably six or seven, but five is probably realistic. Give me the next four on FS1. That's fine. Give me Dega on Big Fox. Put the Clash on Big Fox. And then I would under I, I can understand why they put the All-Star Race on FS1 because it's lost some of the luster, lost the prestige. Um, you know, the million dollars isn't as much as it used to be. But also, I think the fact that it's lost some of its luster could be due to... The fact that they don't ever put it on Big Fox. Anymore. I'm just saying, if you can, if not as many people can watch it, of course it's going to lose some prestige. But um, I digress. Um, again, all my opinion. But I, I would say probably eight big ones on NBC, eight ones on Big NBC. Summer Stretch is great. Leave that as is. And then put uh, eight races on Big Fox. First five, preferably six, but first five, then put Dega on there, put the finale on Fox on there, put the Clash on there. So, yeah. And if you did get those first six and not just five, I would say Clash and Dega. Leave that, you know, last one on, on cable because that's how it was for years. But I really like this year Fox leaving on the same big station they came in on um, with the Clash and the 500. But that's just me. So, yeah. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Sorry if this turned into a rant. Uh, join our Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Like me from the past set of the start of the video, head on over to MoonlightMixes.com. Uh, get your Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis. But those minis, we're pushing those right now. They're darn good. Get you some. Uh, they're also available on Walmart.com, Amazon.com, and I think Kroger as well. Um, so yeah, do all that stuff. Happy holidays. Uh, hope all you guys had a great Thanksgiving and and uh, in the Christmas spirit here at BTYL, um, and join our Patreon, just $4 a month, guys. And and uh, if you can't do that, 
thank you for the support anyway, but it's just four dollars a month. It really helped the show. It helped me out. Patreon.com backslash below the Adeline podcast. Uh, I think there's a link in the description and in uh, the channel page and all that good stuff as well. Um, thank you guys for watching. Like, subscribe, comment, share, email us below the Adeline podcast at gmail.com. I think that's all I got. Insane subs from the Spotter Stand YouTube channel and the Below the Online podcast. Goodbye. One, two, or one, two, three, four. This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line.